What's up, ladies and G's? Much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evanson. Look, I just want to take this moment to say thank you. If it's your first time tapping in, showing love, hitting that play button. Also, shout out to my OGs, those who've been rocking with me since day one. I appreciate you and all the love and support over the past four years. It's been a hell of a journey, and I'm so happy to be taking this with each and every one of you. And so with that being said, given the fact that it's Black History Month, I want to do something special for this entire month. I want to actually take time to give flowers to all my brothers and sisters that came on to the show as guests. I'm talking about from Alex Wolf to James Worthy, King Saladin, DJ Damage, Monique Aylet, and so many others uh, that came and contributed to this platform, gave so much value and game across all verticals and industries that they're in, whether it's from branding, marketing, VC, music industry, Emmy Award winners, you name it. This is a moment where I just want to say thank you to everyone. And, you know, I really want to kick it off saying thank you specifically to the very first person that gave me a chance, that gave me a shot, you know, to interview them, to get into the game of podcasts and to begin to grow my brand here on this platform in this space, which is Alex Wolf. Now, Alex Wolf is a phenomenal millennial brand strategist. Uh, She was the founder and creative of Boss Babe. Uh, She was named top 100 most creative people in business by Fast Company. And you also probably seen her on Forbes, Inc. Magazine, and so many other publications and outlets. But she speaks about being creative, you know, philosophy and culture across all her platforms and how to build a brand that resonates with your audience, right? So she really explains how to go from zero to 100 real quick as an entrepreneur and how she's been able to do that and build so many, you know, thoughtful communities for feminists, female entrepreneurs with well over half a million uh, supporters and fans from all across social media here. And so I want to take this chance to highlight some key moments from our conversation. This is a throwback, but again, I just want to give flowers and say thank you, Alex, if you're listening to this. I got a lot of love for you and I appreciate you. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to connect. And look, I can't wait till we link up, create something dope together. But this is my way of saying thank you from afar at the moment until we do. And so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead, grab your snacks, cut the volume up. There's a lot of game being dropped here. So let's do what we do best. It's time to level up. Let's get it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth with interviews from the hottest celebrities. Tola, level me up. Tola, level me up. Yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Tola, level me up. Tola, level me up. Yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. I know that you're not just only, you know, one of the most leading millennial strategists amongst the world right now. Um, but you're also a pioneer when it comes to, you know, branding for millennials out there. And overall, you're, you are the original boss, babe. Like, I know a lot of people don't know <laughs> right now. And I keep saying it. They're like, well, who is the boss? Like, they were like, what? And some people may know. They'd be like, oh, OK. But eventually they'll catch on. But, uh, you know, you created this movement for a lot of young, you know, feminine and talented women that are, you know, getting it out here and becoming bosses. And, you know, personally, just diving into a little bit about me. but. Um, as far as growing up around like a whole bunch of females around me who were like hustlers, right? And I know my mm-hmm. sisters, Cynthia and Jenny, who two of the hardest workers that I know personally, right. and they are the definition of impeccable in my eyes. Right. And just to see, you know, a woman such as yourself hold the same value and at the same time are able to deploy that out into the world. I think that's really cool. And I definitely commend you for all that you do. I definitely wanted to let you know that up front for sure. Thank and, you. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I know a lot of our listeners right now are curious to know. They're like, okay, Dre, stop talking. Let's hear, you know, her. Let's see what's going on. So uh, if you don't mind, I would love to, you know, open up the floor to you. And Of course. So um, when I turned about 20, 21, I started a brand on Instagram before Instagram had a lot of brands. Because, you know, Instagram used to just be for like, photos of you doing something right in the moment like yeah. you were like out somewhere you would take the picture and you'd upload it to instagram i was one of the people who i think of other ways to use instagram and uploading quotes about being a feminine businesswoman and there were a lot of uh mm-hmm. accounts but they were all very masculine they were just like lamborghinis and lions <laughs> and you know yeah yeah all that still, like stuff. That. yeah. still like that Um, And so Boss Babe was something I started and it was the first time I saw these motivational like quotes, but with that female perspective. And so the account went viral and um, it just grew into this brand and it, I eventually figured out ways to monetize it and Mm. just turn it into this cultural statement that I think has influenced, um, you know, so much of like what we see in in popular culture today. Yeah. And after like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half of running it, I was tired of running it and I wanted to do something else. And, you know, also mm-hmm. to keep in mind, I was very young when I started it. I didn't know it was going to turn what it, in, what it turned into. I didn't know it was going to be this big thing. Mm-hmm. And so I was very overwhelmed, you know, as much as I mm-hmm. loved business and as ambitious as I was, mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed with you know having i'm sure you know having a business is a lot of responsibility absolutely (laughs) i was like wait (laughs) yeah i think i want to do something else and uh thankfully i find a team to run it and eventually was able to sell it and now i am just focusing Mm -hmm. on writing um just published my first book in april um and a lot of it has to deal with that story of how i think my first brand went viral and understanding how using human nature in a way that's honorable and not against itself because so much i'm sure we'll talk what's <laughs> happening with yeah. social media is that people are using human nature against themselves instead of using it for and so the whole methodology in approaching marketing and advertising is how do you honor people's attention and time so that they feel compelled to be a part of your brand and share your brand Absolutely. That's, that's so awesome. I like Instagram to me, that's like my home. Like I live there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Instagram is like where everything pops off and it's just like the place to be because there's so much going on, especially with the updates and everything recently. It's just crazy. Right. So yeah. It, yeah, it's the place to be. <laughs> but uh, I know you touched up on it briefly and I just wanted to, you know, capitalize on that. But I know you said you started Boss Babe, you went into it as far as the process goes, but what really inspired you to do it like what was the trigger that said uh, outside of like you know people probably reaching out to you was it something else along those lines or um I, it was the beginning of me to believe in my ability to spot trends mm-hmm. so i saw a trend happening where i was like wait there's something different about this generation that's not like the generation before mm-hmm. we're not going to want to sacrifice our the way we um express ourselves aesthetically in the name of like business or professionalism and it's not just for feminine women i think millennials in total have a hard time feeling like the way we present ourselves or express ourselves so i saw that for women you know and especially this was like the instagram influencer was even starting to see like it Mm. wasn't even really a thing 
mm-hmm. and I and I mm-hmm. saw that oh like I can see this this is going to be a trend. Yeah. And so I just invested in that trend. What what was the any, like any trials and tribulations like as far as running the company prior to making that decision? Because I know that you had to take a step down right, make that transition into it. Was there any trials and tribulations? If so, how did you get through it? How did you keep grounded? Yeah, I think um I think it was definitely it's just like a mental switch, right? It's yeah. like something was telling me, hey, you started a boss babe. You can't not be a boss. Like this is, you know, <laughs> you created this. Like yeah. you have to be the boss babe forever now. And so mm-hmm. I had to learn. And I would say it took me a good year to really like be able to to turn that voice down. Mm-hmm. And be able to say, look, I'm an artist and I created a brand and the brand is called Boss Babe. And that's not necessarily the essence of my being. It's just something mm-hmm. that I'm capable, that I was capable to create. Right. And I think that was probably the biggest hurdle is just that is giving myself permission to say, look, that is who you are. Mm-hmm. You have the right to change. And actually, I feel like any artist and any creative, it's a lesson that you have to end up learning because I believe that. I'm going to create something else, you know, move on from that. I think that's going to be, I think that's a natural pattern for creative people. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to, um, you know, let myself breathe and let myself live. Now, cause I'm, I'm, I'm all like over the place. Like mentally I'm thinking of all these questions to ask, right? So like now, you know, as a creative, right? Cause I know you're a creative person, a very talented woman who has basically the ability to make everything she touched into gold, right? Oh, <laughs> and, thank you. And I noticed that within the last two months, um, you just, you know, paying attention to your profile, seeing how you move that, like you said, you just released a book, right? Your first book? Mm-hmm. Perfect. And it's called Resonate, right? Yep. Excellent, excellent. So if you could tell us a little bit more about it, like what inspired you to become an author outside of, you know, Running Boss Babe and to write this book that explains, which is the title itself, how anyone can build an audience. Well, I feel like I've always been an, a writer and uh, the book is, I would say a collection of both like my personal stories in addition to my ideology when it comes to how to connect and build an audience in today's time. Mm-hmm. And it really, it really focuses on the fundamentals of how, you know, it, it, it really comes down to, can you have an emotional connection with people through your brand? And this could be a personal brand, this can be a faceless brand, but it really comes, it, I, I encourage people to not just go out there and make content for the sake of making content, yeah. but <laughs> to to actually have like an intention and, and, you know, I think because, you know, there's so much loneliness happening in our culture due to, you know, the isolation of just happening through technology and in general, um, yeah. people want to feel connected to things. And so, it's important that when we're out there and we're creating things mm-hmm. that we think about this, that we take that into consideration because we have to stop making stuff for perfect people, perfect organized people. Like <laughs> right. so many of these brands like talk to the world as if we all have everything figured out. Mm. And I'm like, no one's going to connect to that. You have to talk to people understanding that everyone mm-hmm. wants a relief. Everyone wants like something that's going to make them feel accepted mm-hmm. instead of like all this, energy putting being put into people and pressuring them to like feel like they should be better or they're not good enough already so mm-hmm. some like your favorite whoever your favorite artist is mm-hmm. you had an emotional connection with them right. either like laughter or tears or right. something where it's like that's my favorite artist because x y and z yeah. right and so that's definitely a part of a winning brand it's not going to be the colors you use it's not going to be your logo it's not going to be 
those things help, but they're not the fundamental part of what makes a winning brand. And then mm. the second part I would say more specifically for today's time is identity. Because we have the internet, like you said, you live on Instagram, right? Instagram yeah. is sort of like this virtual reality that we all tap into. It's like a 24 seven party. Everyone's on it right now. Like if we wanted to just like leave this and go on there, everyone's there, right? Exactly. You can always count on that. Yeah. And the thing is that if you go into a party that has a billion people on it, you need to do something so that you know where your friends are, so that you know how to be identified, so that if there's someone cute at the party, you want to make sure <laughs> the right person comes yeah. up to you. Yeah, you got to know so your dance I, moves. <laughs> ex exactly. And so I, that's where identity plays a role. Mm -hmm. And we are using brands, and this is something I don't think brands, most brands don't even understand right now, is that millennials primarily to decorate our own identity. So in today's time, and, and brands have been doing this for a while, like if you look at Converse, if you look at Polaroid, those are brands that understood this. That's how um, successful this, this philosophy that does stand the test of time. But specifically today, where it's not, where we're not separated just by our geography, we're all somewhere at the same time digitally, we need, we need symbols and things to help give ourselves identity so we can say i'm a this kind of person i listen to this kind of music i wear these kinds of you know clothes i eat this kind of food all of these things make a statement because what are we doing when we're on instagram that's what right. we're doing we're telling the people mm -hmm. hey these are the brands i associate with we might not know we're saying that and we might not mean to say that but that's right. really what it all boils down to so right. If I'm asking myself, how do I make a winning brand? Again, I'm focusing on how do I make that emotional connection so that people enjoy the brand in the intimacy of their own home. Also, something that they can flaunt at the same time, like something that they are proud to be a part of. If you have that combo, you're winning. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, yeah. just being 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 you in a sense, you're just not putting on a facade, you know, not faking it and making that general connection. So, you know, you attract those who like the same well, interests as you. Possibly. It depends right. if we're talking about personal brand or faceless brand. So we go personal. If it's personal to be in that sense, right? As far well, as making personal it. Brands, yeah. There is personal brands really is just another way of saying personality. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, I say this all the time, like Cardi B didn't have colors or logos. She just was like, just she was just herself. Yeah. And that's her brand. Her brand is the feeling that you get when you listen to her or hear her. It's like, it's this, it's, it's this raunchiness and it's funny. And it's just, <laughs> it feels like, you know, her as the person, it's yeah. her personality. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter if she, you know, yeah. If for personal brands, it is about showing up as yourself. Yeah. For faceless brands, it's a little bit different. So do you think it's more tricky? Cause I noticed this, a question just popped up. Like you think it's tricky to, uh, brand, a personal brand versus a faceless brand. Like, cause I know a lot of young entrepreneurs and I know a lot of them tuning in right now and they're probably thinking, well, you know, how do I capitalize on my personal and my faceless brand? Like I have two entities, right? I think they're both tricky. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on what your strengths and weaknesses are. Mm -hmm. If you don't have personality, if you don't have charisma, you can't build a personal brand. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. People don't want me to say that, but I don't care because it's <laughs> the shy chick or the shy dude in the back who like you know listens to Gary V and like you know post motivational quotes but you have no nerve to like put yourself out there you're never gonna grow a personal brand I'm sorry mm -hmm. like it's okay there's other things to do like 
I, that's just a sign that this is not for you anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, because personal, again, personal brand just means personality. Right. So it's like, if there's no, and it doesn't make you a bad person, but <laughs> you have to be comfortable putting yourself out there. That's like rule number one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are not that, not only in physical reality, but virtual reality. So mm-hmm. there's no magical person who's going to come in and make that personal brand for you. Um, right. With a faceless brand, it's tricky in the sense that you have to create like with boss babe which i consider to be a faceless brand even mm-hmm. though like you know i put myself in or like certain team members put themselves in mm-hmm. it's still like this brand had a voice and this brand represented a an idea and a philosophy and that had to be uh, you know spoken to like that had to be the voice that was speaking mm-hmm. so it really just depends on what your strengths and weaknesses are and not being afraid to own up to it mm-hmm. you know what what do you think as far as uh, people going into entrepreneurship? Why do you think people fail into the field? Like, why do you think people fail in entrepreneurship? And do you believe there are many factors or, you know, certain roles that, that come into play? I think a lot of people fail entrepreneurship firstly because they're not supposed to be entrepreneurs. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm saying that mm-hmm. because I really, I'm telling you, like, after being in this field for, I would say, like, five, six years now, there, mm-hmm. there's just a personality difference who has the capacity and, and delegation skills to run a company and someone who doesn't. And they're both equally valuable people. Mm-hmm. No point in trying to be something that you're not, right? right? So I think that's the first reason why people fail. And I think the second reason why people feel extremely difficult. To mm-hmm. be a CEO, literally, it, that's a, that's a, a sugar-coated way of saying your your entire job is to make hard decisions. That's mm-hmm. all you do. It's not to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. It's yeah. to make hard decisions from the time you wake up to sleep. So mm-hmm. it's really easy to fail when your daily schedule is making hard decisions. Like, mm-hmm. how do I spend this much money? How who do I fire? Right, um, right. You know, what risk that sounds horrible should I take today? That's what being an <laughs> entrepreneur is. And like I said, there are personalities who love it, who like, you know, that's their thing. And I'm so grateful. Lord have mercy. I'm so grateful (laughs) that there are people like that in the world. But that's something I I'm saying all of this because after a few like a year and a half of running Boss Babe, I was like, wait, I'm not like this. Mm. You know, I'm not like this. So I need to find someone like this. And I focus on my strength, which Mm -hmm. is coming up with ideas and, you know, writing and putting my my ideas out there. Gosh, you got. Yeah, because everyone. You know, like you said, it's not not at that that title of being a CEO. Like, even though a lot of people want to own their own, like if you talk to or interview a thousand people, you're like, hey, do you want to have your own or work for someone? They're gonna say, I want my own, but they don't know like the back end. Who is not like yeah? Like if you meet someone and like, well, I got my own company. Like, of course you're like, ooh, like all right. (laughs) Yeah, like what you do. It ends there. It ends there because. Lord knows, like, if you're really with a business person, it's not that sexy when you're actually with them because they're stressed out. Hey, it is a lot of ups and downs, but at the same, it's fun. It's fun, though, like you say, but it, it depends on that person, right? And it's fun, but, like, you have to understand, you're saying it's fun because it's, like, you're probably the type of person who, like, there's people who say, you know, roller coasters are fun. Like, or skydiving <laughs> is fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's just go skydiving. Like, hell no. Exactly. You know I mean? So I'm saying it's a preference. 
Yo, what's going on, gang? Tapping back into the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed this segment. I hope it provided some value to you that you can use and run with within your career and personal life. And look, if you haven't already, definitely go check out the book Resonate by Alex Wolf. Uh, that's her exclusive book that teaches you how to grow an audience, whether it's on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, so on and so forth. The principles and the techniques and the tactics work all the same. Um, and I truly believe that this can help so many people. So again, make sure you go check out the book Resonate. You can find it everywhere or better yet, go to her Instagram page, tap in with her at Alex Wolf and let her know where you're coming from. Let her know Level Up Daily sent you. And you know, if you enjoy this episode, and you really found some value in it, it will mean the world to me. If you left a five-star rating review on iTunes or Spotify, let me know your thoughts about the show. If you enjoyed the snippet, uh, definitely go ahead and tap in. Also, be sure to go ahead and check out the full interview I did with Alex Wolf. It is actually episode 53. I can't wait to hear your feedback. And so with that being said, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already for more exclusive drops this month with Black History Month. Like I say, I'm doing something special. I'm giving flowers. I'm saying thank you. I'm saying love you just to show my appreciation to not just my guests, but to all of you as well uh, for just rocking with me. And again, if this is your first time tuning in, I appreciate you. And so until next time, much love, peace and blessings.